now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. We nailed it, people. <laughs> Hello, people. Yeah, they are. As it goes. So there is a lyric in there. It says, give me the mirror and the sun, because those are the two names of the magazines in England. The the papers. The papers. Yeah, they are. They're papers, people. (laughs) So in case you're curious, that is a song called Good News by the Saw Doctors. S-A-W, the Saw Doctor. So if you want to look it up on YouTube because you like the song, you want to play it, we played it before. Um, Go check that out. Just 
so you know. There you go, people. Okay, so here it is Friday. Yeah, it is. It's good Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good Friday, but it is Friday. It's good. Yeah, it is. Here we are coming to you live right here on Periscope, YouTube, wherever else we're at. Everywhere, Facebook. Everywhere God wants us to be. <laughs> to show us up. To show up. We are here for you, people. Yeah, we are. To promote good news. Yeah, we are. Okay, so here we are. We're Are we on YouTube for real? Yes. Okay, good. Let me go over there so I can monitor stuff. If you want to say hi, that way I know you're there. Otherwise, I don't know you're there. Otherwise. Carol is there. Who's that, Carol? Carol, you are beloved. Oh, cool. All right. Awesome. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Carol. Glad you're here. I uh, see Mia and Sean over there on Periscope and Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. All right. So, and whoever else, I don't know who you are unless you give me your name. Tell me who you are. Even if it's a fake name, at least I can say hi to you if you show me your fake name. And Crusader uh, CX2 over there on uh, Mixer. Hey, we got a Mixer person. All right. Crusader, good for you, bud. All right. I'm going to assume you're a bud, not a budette, because, you know, just saying, you're, usually women don't call themselves crusaders, but, yeah, just saying. Is there anybody watching on Facebook? Yes, the mayor is there. The mayor, Paul. Um, Paul, hello, Paul. Hope you're doing okay, buddy. Uh, all right, people. So, how many of you have been watching the TV all day? I haven't because I don't watch TV. <laughs> ah, but anyway, hey, so what we're going to do tonight is we, if you are new to the show, I am your sweet and lovable host, Stacey Lynn Harp, and uh, my husband is the co-host of the show. In case you don't know, this is my handsome, hunky husband and over there. And faithful sidekick. Yeah, he is. And we have been quarantined together with each other. Have like we? Half the, most of our lives. Yeah. Actually, half <laughs> <So> my life. <laughs> Is it uh, more than half of your life? It's more than half my life. Yeah, it's yeah. getting close to half of my life. I know, because you're so old. Good news is they have initiated shopping for elderly people in early hours because they know old people get up early. So they're letting people over 65, that means you're old if you're over 65. <laughs> you can go to the grocery store early people if you're over 65. So do that. Me? I'm not that old yet. <laughs> anyway, uh, so if you are not part of my Daily Disciples group, I've been in Facebook in my Daily Disciples group showing, um, sharing morning devotions with people in there who've been watching, hopefully. Uh, as you know, we are here to declare the good news. And yes, there is good news with the coronavirus. So we're going to talk about that tonight um, as well. And I am here to offer, hopefully, a little mirth and a little, you know, kind of reason, <clears throat> not mass hysteria. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's funny to me. I look at social media. In particular, I'm analyzing the social media where I live, and it is insane. There is a guy that posted in our local Facebook group. He asked a simple benign question, 
which was, where can I go out to eat? And like a hundred people <laughs> commented and were like, you're evil. You're of the devil. I mean, they didn't say all that. Well, they did say he was evil, but they, they didn't say he was of the devil, but I mean, he, he may as well be, you know, so I'm just going to tell you right now that <clears throat> this week I went out to breakfast with some of my networking buddies on Tuesday. And then today I went out to lunch with some of my other friends. Um, and there was 10 of us. No, there were eight. There were eight. There we, were, we were legal. We were, okay. There were eight of us. I touched them all. You touched them all? I hugged oh a couple of them. Yeah, I did. I didn't touch any of them. We had a we had a hand sanitizer bottle that we all used and we all touched. <laughs> like, mm, does that, did that defeat the... I don't know. But we live in Tennessee, okay? We live in Middle Tennessee, where there's virtually none of this going on, right? I mean... Virtually none of what? None of the coronavirus. Oh, well, I, I don't know. You know, well, it depends just, on what source you look at. It's a weeny bit, but, you know, but we're not in California. I mean, it's, it's, it's considered localized God and not widespread. Us. God saved us from California. Whereas California, it's considered widespread. All my friends are freaking Christian. out in California. I'm so happy that I'm not in California. We are in lockdown in Illinois per order of the governor. Hmm. Well, I will tell you, I have heard from a source that they heard from a source that they probably heard it from another source. And you they can... heard it from <laughs> some other source, all reliable, mind you. That they're going to lock down the country Monday. The um, whole country. That's what I heard from somebody who knows somebody in the Pentagon. Now, you can take but, that for what it's worth. I could be spreading rumors. But, but, but we know somebody in the Pentagon. Yes, we do. But it and wasn't that person. I know. <sighs> But anyway, they also said you might want to go get your gas in your car just to make sure you have enough, even though you're going to be quarantined. Even though you're not going to be able to go anywhere. And... Well, there's going to be a gas shortage because of that. So and go get your food this weekend, people. Make sure. And interstate okay? travel will be banned. This is so... what I'm telling you. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you the truth that if you believe, well, I believe my friend. I don't have any reason to, to not believe them. Um, but apparently this is being told, and I actually saw this, I heard it in another media actually as well. So it wasn't just that person, but I have heard that they're going to lock down the country on Monday. We'll see that. So if you go and need stuff, you should do it now. Just so you know. You know, and just because just, you know, spur of the moment, stream of consciousness, Me commentary. work. Here in ohio mia's in ohio we need to oh. pray for mia because she's in ohio and it's bad there and she's a paramedic so now, i could i could i'd be all for a national lockdown for two weeks period of two weeks and then just open up everything back to normal but this sort of incremental thing going on and, and uh, the threat of it not returning to normal is troubling. Yes. There's 562 cases in Illinois. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to show you the good news. But I'm, I I want to start barefaced with the tweet. You, you want to start with that? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Let or, me, uh... or do you want me to do the good news first? No, the, the tweet is fine. I just... Don't really have it. Um, hey, Forrest. Okay, no, we'll do the good news first well. then. 
We did elbow bump. I did actually, Carol. I did elbow bump with one guy. He insisted. I was like, seriously? All right. Did that hurt? <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope not. I need my Wi-Fi hooked up to work online, and they need to send a crew. Well, if we're, if they lock us down, I don't think they're going to nix the Wi-Fi. Not yet. They're trying to still control the population, clearly. I mean, that's, you know. Um, the way you control a population is by basically scaring the crap out of them and then withholding their food and toilet paper, apparently. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying okay. to think of which, which shot I want to use for this. Um, that one? Oh, okay. See. You're going to pull it up there. That's good. Cool. All right. That's the plan anyway. Okay. So I'm going to give the background why Bareface is bringing this up. So an MIT biologist and the inventor of email. This is the guy you need to blame for email, just so you know. Dr. Shiva Ayadjurai, I guess is how you say it. That's how I say it. Yeah. How do you say A-Y-Y-A-D-U-R-A-I? <clears throat> I would say Ayadurai. Okay, what he said. Anyway. Probably he, not correct, but he it sounds good. He said in a tweet the deep state fear mongering on coronavirus will go down as the biggest fraud to manipulate economies. Right there. You see it? As an MIT PhD in biological engineering who studies and does research nearly every day on the immune system, the hashtag coronavirus fear mongering by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds to manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push mandated medicine. <coughs> Tickle my throat here. Unclean, unclean. Shut up. I have allergies, people. Just relax. I'm not dying. I do have a girlfriend that likes to cough on me every time she sees me. And she saw me today and she went like this. <coughs> Except by my head. <coughs> I'm fine for crying out loud. It's allergy season in Tennessee, people. I have allergies. Don't worry. Okay. Anyway, so this guy, MIT bio biologist and inventor of email, I'll just say Dr. Shiva for short because that's his name. When he tweeted that, um, I mean, think about it. It says here, Boston-based entrepreneur, inventor of email, Dr. V.A. Shiva Iyer Durai, however you say his name, says the coronavirus fear-mongering by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds ever. He is, this is a doctor, he's a graduate of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and is best known for his claim to have invented email. And he performs research nearly every day on the human immune system. He says the coronavirus scare, fear mongering by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds to manipulate economies, suppress dissent and push mandated medicine. AKA vaccines and stuff. Okay. So there's that. So Donald Trump tweeted our president to In response. liberals, the fake, the fake news media and their partner, the democratic party is doing everything within its semi conservable power. It used to be greater to inflame the coronavirus situation far beyond what the facts would warrant. Surgeon General, the risk is low to the average American. So, 
So who the heck are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the people freaking out? Or are you going to believe a guy that studies the immune system and knows about this who's telling you not to worry about it? Okay. Plus, we already know more people die from the flu than anything else, right? So it's not the actual virus that's the issue. I think the actual issue is the mental state of people all around, you know? I mean, seriously, if you can mess with people's minds, a.k.a. mind control, and you can make people do what you want, a.k.a. make them run out to buy tons of toilet paper they don't need, then you can upset an economy very easily. Because if people are doing all that, and this is, and I actually saw this, they're talking about this in Florida. Somebody in a Facebook group said, hey, Florida's doing okay. We're doing fine. There's stuff all over the place in Florida that we can get. Nobody's out of anything, right? But here in Spring Hill, Tennessee, you can't go. In, I mean, I act, we actually went into the store a couple of days ago and like it was bare. <laughs> and me and Randall were like, you're kidding. You know, I mean, we knew it was happening, but, but it's still, it's like crazy, you know? And yeah, Carol, Carol says the viral media is the only virus to worry about right now. Amen. Now, should we worry about people like friends in California? I have some friends in California who have weakened immune systems, who have asthma, who I care about and who are older. They're in their 50s. And yeah, I guess in your 50s, you're older, but whatever. Anyway, um, compared to most of you in my audience, I'm just a baby. <laughs> ah, you're all way older than me, but whatever. Yeah, of course. You you know, take precautions. Wash your hands, people. You know, do what you're supposed to do in order to make, you know, protect yourself. But don't freak out like the, like it's the bubonic plague or something. <sighs> Crying out loud. Sheesh. And I mentioned this a week ago and probably yeah. think about it every day. I'm, you know, I'm not a science denier. No. Coronavirus, you know, COVID-19 identified last year in September at, at the latest um you know is is a real thing yeah it's real we know is it's a, real is a respiratory illness yep. yes but you know influenza a and influenza b uh h1n1 you know swine flu those have presented a bigger health risk just uh influenza a and b you know uh we're talking tens of thousands of deaths Typically, every year in flu season, you know, the, the October through February yeah, kind of thing. we have friends that have died of flu. Yeah. I have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, typically in the U.S. alone, between twenty and 40,000 deaths every year. Now we're saying, ooh, the, the, you know, the, the total worldwide for COVID-19 has crossed the 10,000 mark. And the whole freaking planet Earth... Across ten thousand, we're all an alarm. It's it, is it tragic when one person dies? Yes, every every life is 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 important in, in the image of God, but this disproportionate response, at least compared to previous years, when the bubonic plague came to the states, you know those that were quarantined had it. But if, if there was ever a reason to be alarmed. Ebola is it. I right. mean, it's 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 fatal, you know, between 50 and 90% of the time, closer to 90%. And it's not just a 
mild respiratory thing, you know, almost always hemorrhaging internal, external, right. you know, bleeding from your eyes and internal bleeding, stuff like that, even if you survive it. I mean, that's something to be really concerned about. But was there, you know, shut down the nation and shut down? No. Um, that's because it wasn't because... It wasn't an election year. Um, well, because... I'm not saying there's any politics involved here, but... Uh, so, but, okay. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's uh, get to the good news about the coronavirus. Yeah, let's get to the good news. And then Just I'm going give me the to, good news. I'm going to share some Happy, stuff not the sad. about the church and what the church is doing as well. But there's actually an article saying that the coronavirus the good news and we're just going to read it here um have i washed my hands enough today am i carrying the coronavirus right now and i just don't know it have i crossed paths with someone else who's infected what about my job how bad will the economy get life in the middle of a pandemic can be a little jarring especially with all the negative news and uncertainty surrounding the coronavirus while there is now and always will be plenty to be concerned about, I've quickly found out it's really important, perhaps now more than ever, to find and savor the good things or the things worth celebrating. As it turns out, not all of the news is bad news. So here's a list of 13 good news stories related to 13. the novel coronavirus. Yeah. Number one, Wuhan, which was the epicenter of the COVID-19 epidemic, has closed the last of its 16 temporary coronavirus hospitals because there aren't enough patients to keep them open. Yay! Number two, Dutch researchers have discovered a human antibody they believe offers potential for prevention and treatment of COVID-19. The lead researcher, Baron Jan Bosch, made clear, though it is still too soon to know when it might be workable on people. But still, they've discovered something. Number three, a 103-year-old woman in Wuhan has become the oldest person to beat the novel coronavirus. She recovered only six days after being admitted to the hospital. Mm-hmm. 103. 103. Number four. All the Apple stores in China have reopened after being closed for one month amid the height of the coronavirus outbreak in the country, so I'm sure they're happy. Number five. The Cleveland Clinic has developed a drive-through coronavirus test that can give patients results in one day, which I think is something that they're trying to do here in America. Just saying. Nothing wrong with that. Number six. South Korea is finally seeing a decline in the number of new cases of the novel novel coronavirus uh though it should be noted they have seen an emerging cluster in seoul Seoul. so that's what i meant <laughs> the e is silent right pretty much <laughs> number seven experts observing the heartbreaking situation in italy are surmising that a catastrophic number of critical cases is due at least in part to the country's aging populations okay so number eight Israeli researchers are closing are close to announcing the development of a coronavirus vaccine. However, a lengthy process of preclinical and clinical trials will have to come before it's available to the public. Again, Israel always leads the world in stuff, <laughs> blessing the world with, you know, stuff. Now, time out here. Okay. Uh, I don't want to interrupt. Now, go on with the article. Number nine. Over the weekend, the governor of Maryland announced the first three people in the state to have confirmed cases of coronavirus have recovered. Number 10, a group of scientists in Canada have successfully isolated and grown copies of the coronavirus, coronavirus responsible for the COVID-19 pandemic. Isolating the virus, researchers said, will help in developing vaccines and treatment regimes. By the way, I'm talking fast on purpose, faster than normal, because I want to get through through this just so you know. 
Okay. Number 11, a biotech company in San Diego says it has identified a vaccine for the novel coronavirus. (laughs) Arcturus Therapeutics is working with Duke University and the National University of Singapore to develop the vaccination. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Number 12. The health department in Oklahoma has said the first identified patient in Tulsa, a man who had traveled to Italy, has recovered from the coronavirus. The patient has had two negative tests indicating a total recovery. And 13. Scientists are finding it may be possible to use the plasma from recently recovered coronavirus patients to treat those who have become severely ill as a result of COVID-19 infections. Okay. So that's it. That's, that's the good news about that. I will say that some of the news I've also read says that men are more susceptible to it. So if you're a man, make sure you wash your hands, men out there, and, you know, take care of yourself. There you go, people. Do you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say um, earlier, it's interesting. Well, Mia is saying, I wonder if they're going to make the vaccine mandatory here in the U.S., well, I if they do, uh, that, that will be tough because I don't want to take it. Mm. I don't. I don't like getting vaccines for anything because I figure if everybody else is getting it, I ain't getting it. Because if nobody else like the flu shot, right? Lots of people get that. I never get it. Hey, did you get the flu shot? Oh yeah, I got. It. Oh good. I'm happy to be around you then. Because mm-hmm. if you have it, and supposedly it's gonna. <laughs> You've been vaccinated and it, you didn't get sick from it like many people have. Right. Design. Yeah. So what were you going to say? It's, people have no problem saying Israeli. They don't say Israeli. People say Israeli. Are you, are you here to correct my English? No, always... no. Everybody. I've okay. just, it just reminded me when, when you know, that word well, came it, up. That that everybody says Israeli, which is fine, you know, someone from Yisrael. Yisrael. Yeah, but but the majority of people say is real, like the e comes before the a, but it doesn't. It's not Israel, like it's real. It yeah. is real. It is a real place, but it's Israel, a before e, and okay. And so everybody says Israeli without any trouble. But, we have a lot to talk about. I know, except for this that. Yeah. Anyway. Back to you. Back to me, Stacy. <laughs> I was thinking Timmer in my head. <laughs> ah, my morning phone call I'm on. One of the leaders on the call. His name is Timmer. It's Timmer. It's Timmer. Like Tim with M E R after it. Timmer. Back to you, Timmer. Um okay, anyway. So <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Ariel Ministries, people, is our is our sponsor for the rest of this month. Ariel.org is a place to go. Save 20% with, with that coupon code, Bible News. You guys better go there and buy a lot of stuff, okay? Because it's the last time you're going to get to use the discount. Um, so please go there and shoot them an email. Say, hey, thank you so much for sponsoring Bible News Radio the last three and a half years. Uh, their sponsorship of this show has really helped us greatly. Um, their Bible teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective is top in the country, in the world, really. I would um, say the world. Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum is a biblical scholar of epic proportions, and uh, his stuff is really good. So go to Ariel.org, check that out. And on a more serious note, Randall and I 
uh, we, you know, this, this is a big chunk of income that we're losing. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, honestly, even with us being in the situation that we are, we're being forced to work from home only. And what I can tell you is that, uh, it's, mm. it's going to be a lot harder for us to make money because we're not out locally networking, even though we're doing video networking this week, we have done that. It is way harder. The energy isn't the same. Um, it is a new, hopefully it's not going to be a new normal too long, but yeah. for now it's a new normal. And so we need your prayer. Number one, that's most important. We need you to pray for us that God would connect us to people that need our services because those services is what pays for our food. Okay. <laughs> and Two, if the Lord lays on your heart to donate to us like Sean and others do, then please feel free to start donating to the show. I don't care how much it is. Every little bit counts. In fact, if everybody on my text message list donated $20, it would actually make up for what Ariel was giving us. And that would help us a lot. So, you know, pray about it to whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Uh, to give to us would be very helpful because I'm telling you, being in sales is difficult. And every day, you know, it was funny. I was thinking today, I was like, okay, Lord, look, I need, I literally need one more sale in order to get a bonus, right? And that bonus, if I don't get this one more sale, then I don't get that bonus, which is, you know, which is going to hurt because that bonus has been helping and I've been consistent getting a bonus. Um, so Legal Shield, back to that. Legal Shield right now for businesses in particular, if you're a business owner or you know business owners, our membership is exactly what they need. And that's the truth. We right now, corporate office is actually um, putting out, they're, they're putting together a, a sheet that will help small business owners know what it is uh, that, um, you know, that, that they need to help their business. Like what happens if you're a business owner and your employees decide not to come in, but you didn't shut your business. What's legally, what is it that you have to do? Do you have to pay them? I mean, what is the law? Are you putting, let's say you're somebody that's making your people come in and they, they don't want to be there, but they come in anywhere. Are you put, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions small business owners have. Um, so if you know any small business owners, please refer them to me so I can get them hooked up with our membership so that they can contact the law firm and talk to them about their business needs. Second, if you are somebody who yet who doesn't have identity theft protection or uh, your will done, your estate planning, please refer them to me or come to me and let's talk. Let me at least give you that. Let me show you what it is that you have, that we have, that could help you out and get you signed up. Um, that is going to help you tremendously. I seriously wish I had known about this service 20 years ago because I would have been like super happy. You know, people who live in ho um, apartments, people who live in houses, doesn't matter where you live, you have a need for this. If you don't have a will done, you need to get your will done, you know? And I don't know what it is about people not wanting to get their will done, but you need to get your will done, people, especially if you get sick, you know, and you need your medical power of attorney and your financial power of attorney, and you can get that done for $25. That's it. Okay. And no, it's not a cheap attorney. It's actually, our attorneys are higher rated than most attorneys because they're part of a network. We have over 7,000 attorneys in the Legal Shield network in America. 
just so you know. 7,000. By the way, I also want to shout out just a minute. If you happen to be somebody who is out of work or you're looking for extra income, please contact me because we could get you set up to be an associate under me and then you could start earning income too. Because look, you can reach people I can't reach. We have our own little circles of influence. And what I can tell you is that our Legal Shield convention uh, actually was just canceled. They canceled it officially yesterday. They announced it to um, us via a live stream. And we are going to be doing a live stream convention. And that live streaming convention, if you're an associate, I guarantee you, you'll be on that thing. They're going to be doing it for two full days. Um, and um, it's going to be epic. This is This is awesome for our company in some ways because now associates who wouldn't have traveled to Dallas for this convention can actually attend the convention via online. Okay? So if you're one of my associates watching this, and you didn't see what our president said, just so you know, for $99, you can now watch the convention online, and you, you definitely should. The leadership convention, if they have it, is going to be in October. Actually, it's on my birthday. Um, and they're going to be offering a $29 ticket for that if you go to the international convention. So they're doing everything that they can to help us uh, make money. Plus, everybody, in case you didn't know this, Legal Shield is 20 million dollars in the black. So Legal Shield has the money, you know, to keep paying us our residual income, to keep paying us our our um commission. <laughs> I was trying to think of the right word and all that. So we are a very liquid company. We're and and we're needed. We are needed for this time in history for sure. You know, there's a lot of people out there selling, you know, makeup and, you know, all that stuff. People can survive without that, but a business and a person, you know, you, in today's world, you should get Legal Shield. Just saying. Okay. Identity theft protection, too. Google right now coronavirus scams. You're going to find a lot out there. That's why you need identity theft protection. I, I posted this week my dad, who's 91, almost 92. His, I monitor his stuff. I got an alert on my dad this week. Fortunately, it ended up being something benign, but the fact that I got an alert on my dad's name on the internet, I was shocked. Um, and fortunately, everything's okay, but I got an alert. So I'm just telling you, people are out there, they're scamming, um, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. It's good to get yourself protected, and you can do it very, 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 very affordably, okay? So that's my pitch on that, all right? Okay. So now let's talk about church people because a lot church of churches, people? churches, yeah, because a lot of churches have been told, including ours, well, you can't meet because, you know, there's too many of you people <laughs> and we don't want you all together just because, you know, you might get sick or something. Um, but so George Barna from the Barna Research thingy uh, organization uh, has a um, state of the church research stuff that he did. And the question he asked, do Americans replace traditional church with digital faith expressions? Um, and this says here, as, as part of our latest study, the state of the church 2020 project, we set out to learn 
how practicing Christians, a group already notably committed to their faith and to attending churches, describe the presence of technology in their faith formation from weekly sermons to weekday drives. Barna has been looking at the impact of technological advances for some time. Overall, we see that the influence of recent digital trends on churchgoers is undeniable, though perhaps not as extreme as you expect. Further, there appears to be a great opportunity to thoughtfully use digital tools towards the growth goal rather of spiritual growth. The video sermon fad isn't a trend just yet. In recent decades, there's been increased interest in live stream or satellite services in which congregations typically at mega or multi-site church campuses rely upon a video feed or in some cases even a hologram to hear from a speaker. That's weird. Don't you think that's kind of weird that they would yeah. they would use a hologram? Yeah. Preparing for the Antichrist. Anyway, but while the buzz around these technologically advanced sermons has grown, that might not be true of their usage. New Barna data suggests these services are still a novelty. Very few, just 2% of practicing Christians say they attend a church that uses a video or a live stream sermon, with the large majority, 97%, still sitting under the teaching of a live in-person preacher. Though respondents in larger churches, 200-plus attendees, are more likely than those in smaller churches to report receiving virtual sermons, the group of attendees is still too small overall to be reported on with any statistically significant detail. Isn't that interesting? I think that's fascinating myself. So I'm not going to read the rest of this because I want you to... Um, um, actually, no, I want to read this last part. Millennials use devices more at church, but are they more distracted? If technology hasn't exactly transformed the way sermons are delivered, it has at least had an effect on what congregants regularly do during sermons. It says here, for the most part, practicing Christians, 75% report to be listening closely to a speaker and physical Bibles like this one. <laughs> are still a fairly common accessory, 36%, as opposed to or perhaps alongside digital Bibles, 15%. One in four practicing Christians, 25%, is further invested in gleaning from a sermon by taking notes. Even so, 17% admit to getting distracted, a percentage which might overlap with those who say they fact-check a pastor's message, 10%, or browse texts, emails, or social media on their phone, 7%. The increased presence of devices during sermons becomes more obvious when we look at respondents by age group. It might not come as a surprise that millennials are the most likely generation of practicing Christians to report that screens are part of their church worship experience, whether because they are using a digital Bible or other personal or social app. Um, I just think it's interesting. I just thought I that this chart was really interesting. So if you... um want to see this i will tweet this on my twitter account so you can go look at it later and you can read the whole thing this is a, a really long article which i don't want to take the rest of the show for but i think it's interesting especially in light of the way that now churches are being told look you're going to do it online or you're gonna we're not going to meet at all our church canceled i don't know about yours but ours did at least until easter so bareface you want to comment yeah i am I'm just looking at the chart here and seeing where I fall in. I I use a physical Bible along with a digital Bible because the digital Bible has, you know, the original text, the Hebrew or the Greek that I follow along with just, uh, you know, because it'll come up. Well, to me anyway, you're reading along and just kind of wonder what the underlying 
word is, you know, for the English word and the in, in English translation. Um, yeah, and given, given my age, it's a lot easier to see it on the LCD screen than... I have I have interlinear scriptures that have, you know, I've got both the Hebrew and Greek. In fact, I've got the one that you got from many years ago that has the entire Old Testament, New Testament, with uh, that are interlinear Hebrew and Greek. But I've gotten barefaced so many Bibles. But just the print is so small. And how many Bibles has he gotten me? Just this one. Just that one. You sure? Just that one. Yeah. I'm sure just this one, this, I've had this 30, wait, no, 20 years, wait, I've had this since I was 30, 21 years, almost 22 years, this is my Bible, this is mass, this is literally duct tape, I, I literally duct tape my whole Bible, um, okay. So I'm among the uh, 9% that follow along with the digital Bible. Yeah. In the boomers category. Oh, it's the cat, okay, just want to know, what was that noise? Okay, speaking of that, Pastor J.D. Farag recently gave a message. We want to play this for you. It actually ties back into the um, beginning when we were talking about that tweet guy. Um, and then, you know, we want to talk about what he had to say. It's about six minutes. You have 13 Bibles. That's it? <laughs> Only 13? Hey, I have probably at least 30 Bibles, probably. I don't read them all, but I've gotten so many given to me over the years because of all my work with Bible News Radio. I get Bibles sent to me all the time. I have, like, so many Bibles. Um, but anyway, okay, just let me know when you're ready. Um, um, J.D. Farag actually was kind of cool. I, I got to meet him at the Prophecy Watchers Conference. I was trying to figure out how to break it out of Messenger. Cause... A couple of years ago? Well, it's actually on my Facebook page. If you just scroll down, you can... Anyway, I got to meet JD and um, interview him in person. I'm trying to find my. Okay, this will work. Don't know where my headset went. That's weird. <laughs> Hold on, people. <laughs> Where'd my headset go? My headset's so big, I lost it. <laughs> so funny. Uh, by the way, thank you for those hearts on Periscope. Totally appreciate it. Okay. Um, anyway, when I saw JD talk about this a couple days ago, I was really encouraged by it because um, he isn't a fear monger, and neither am I. And, um, you know, if I, wa if I was a fear monger, I would have a way bigger audience, you know. I coronavirus like, update and would be like tuning in and like they would for glenn beck or alex jones or or the hagman report you know if i was a fear monger i would have like a million people tune in to us but i choose not to be that way who needs to be scared of stuff frozen hot water there you go that's a nice name very interesting <laughs> <clears throat> Frozen hot water. Sounds like an oxymoron for sure. I think it's a clever name. Frozen hot water. Kind of like cold. What would be the opposite of frozen hot water? Hot cold uh, water? Boiling ice. Boiling ice. Ooh. There you go. That's my new name. Boiling ice. 
I'm breaking to my Twitter account. Boiling ice is now my password. Just so you know. <laughs> ah, that would be funny. I guess boiling ice would be like what? Um, it would be um, like dry, dry ice. ice. Okay. <laughs> right, Sean. <laughs> Drop it into. Exactly. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Hey, this week I have to tell you I have a total praise report. So this week, I um had some issues happening with my eyes and I was freaking out because I started seeing all these weird bubbly things and all this stuff in my eye and um you know I've been kind of concerned concerned about my eyes for a while since somebody called me up and told me I probably have macular degeneration which is not true by the way I've had it checked out but anyway I went to the eye doctor because I was concerned and because because it went away after a little bit but it happened twice within two, like a three-day period. So I was like, okay, this isn't good. So I went to the eye doctor this week after Bareface prayed for me. And they did a eye exam on me. And I don't know if you guys realize how advanced eye technology is today. Just sharing here. My eye, I had LASIK eye surgery. So they, you know, they've scanned my eye a million times and all this other stuff. But that was like a decade over ago. So I was in there, I had to like bleed into the machine and they had this thing, it turned green and then, you know, and it's like, whoa, I can't see anything. <laughs> anyway, anyway, long story short, I was not imagining it. There was something going on in my eye. I burst a blood vessel in my eyeball. And so apparently if you sneeze really hard, like I did, or other things, if a, just so you all know, if you burst a blood vessel in your eye, it will, you'll see lots of stuff that you shouldn't see, which will freak you out, just so you know. But I'm really happy. My eyes are good. Um, but my eye doctor closed down, so I have to wait to get actually new glasses. So eventually, hopefully in a couple of weeks, once I actually get in there, I will have glasses. And they did confirm I have a gazillion floaters, which I already know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I see them all the time. But anyway, so I thought I'd share that. Okay, we're ready, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is Pastor J.D. Frog. His church is in Hawaii. That's why he's dressed the way he is. And um, if you haven't seen this already, hopefully it'll encourage you. And if you have, hopefully just, you know, watching it again will encourage you too. Okay, so here we go. Aloha. I wanted to do a quick coronavirus update and in so doing tackle two Tough questions. The first of which is, is there an agenda with this coronavirus? Well, according to one MIT biologist, yes, there is. Last Thursday, March 12th, there was an article posted online in which MIT scientist and biologist, Dr. Shiva, and I sure hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, Ayadurai, responded to a tweet from U.S. President Donald Trump saying, and I quote, this is the tweet, as an MIT PhD in biological engineering who studies and does research nearly every day on the immune system, the hashtag coronavirus fear-mongering by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds to manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push mandated medicine. So, back to our question. 
Is there an agenda? Answer, well, it's my personal belief that if there is an agenda, and there very well could be, it really doesn't matter, and I'll explain why. This for two reasons. First, God overrules all and rules over all. And secondly, as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ, we know how this ends. Which brings me to the second question, which is, is this the end? Well, yesterday, I was really struck by this Washington Post article that someone sent me. It is basically saying this, according to Christians who study the end of the world, this is not the end of the world. Let me quote this article and then I'll try to make some sense out of it if I can. Quoting, the worldwide upheaval caused by the fast-spreading novel coronavirus pandemic has many people reaching for their Bibles, which is a good thing, and some starting to wonder, could this be a sign of the apocalypse? It sure might feel apocalyptic, but not if you ask Christian writers and pastors who have spent years focusing their message on the book of Revelation. I'm sorry I'm laughing. It is a little bit laughable. It lays out, still quoting, a lurid, speaking of Revelation, poetic vision of the end times in which many evangelical leaders interpret it to mean that Jesus will return to earth, believers will be raptured to heaven, and those left behind will suffer seven dreadful years of calamities. Most of these revelation-focused prophesiers, get this, still quoting, don't see coronavirus as heralding the second coming and the end of life on earth as we know it. So, is this the end? Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree with any so-called end times experts and say that I absolutely believe with all of my heart that the rapture can happen at any time. Yes, the coronavirus may have been meant for evil, but God, Genesis 50:20, as Joseph said when he revealed his identity to his brothers, but God meant it for good. You meant this for evil. So let's just say for purpose of discussion that this was meant for evil, but God changes everything. But God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. This is exactly what I see God doing as we speak. Uh, indulge me for just a couple more minutes. I want to share with you something the Lord ministered to me. It's a three-pronged acronym of hope and encouragement, and the acronym is G-O-D, God. The G is for good. God, as only he can, is bringing good out of this, and I believe many are turning to the Lord, some are turning back to the Lord, and many are doing things they would not have otherwise done had it not been for the coronavirus and everything shutting down. The O in God is for 
okay. <laughs> You're going to be okay. God is going to see you through this. The scriptures are replete with promise after promise, passage after passage, reassuring us as God's people that he will see us through. And then lastly, the D is for deliverance. God is our deliverer. He will deliver us out of times of trouble. Our Savior and Deliverer is coming soon to deliver us out of this world. Last thought. In the Exodus, when the Israelites were in slavery in Egypt and God delivered them out of Egypt, that tenth plague, they were to take a lamb, they were to shed the blood of that lamb, and they were to put it on the doorposts of their house, which they did in the shape of a cross. The top, the bottom was a basin, the side and the side. It was in the shape of a cross before a Roman cross had even been thought of. So when that plague, that angel of death came, and it came, it passed over them because they had the blood of that lamb. You know where I'm going with this. As Christians, we have the blood of the Lamb of God over the doorposts of our house, our lives, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the finished work on the cross. There is nothing to fear. Do not be afraid. Be encouraged. God bless you. Amen. Do not be afraid. Be encouraged. And I'm going to, I want to share with you something. Look, I mean, those of you who know me, which is, well, if you watch me, you know me. You can't not know me because I am who I am. You know, a chapter and a verse, you know, I've dealt with fear and anxiety my whole life. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, you know, it makes me anxious to see how people are so easily swayed by mass media without thinking for themselves. That bothers me. But here is the verse in the word of God that has been really on my heart all week i'm going to open up to john chapter 14 um and i'm going to read it to you because this is so awesome check this out okay this is the bible wait <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> i know some of you might want to blow your dust off yours <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. That was supposed to be funny. Okay, look, people. All right, anyway, so. The, okay, so John chapter 14, verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Now, this is Jesus talking, right? Jesus, the guy that created the world and who, you know, he's God. Uh, believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Okay, so that's, that, you need to remember that, okay? He's coming again. Yeah, he is. He isn't a dead God. He's a living God. He's totally alive. He's coming back and or we're going up to meet him in the air either way and you know the way where i'm going and thomas said to him and you gotta love thomas i love thomas people pick on thomas but hey thomas was a real guy thomas said to him lord we don't know where you're going how do we know the way and then jesus said to him i am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the father 
but through me. Of course, we like to take that out of context, you know, and just say that, which we can. I mean, you know, it's bold and everything. But Jesus goes on to say, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. From, from now on, you know him and have seen him. And Philip then said to him, Lord, show us the father and it's enough for us. <laughs> and then Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the father. How do you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words that I say to you, I don't speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Otherwise, believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him, but you know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will behold me no more, but you will behold me because I live. You shall live also. In that day, you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Isn't this so beautiful? Ugh. You know what? There's just so much here, but hold on a minute. I have to hug the Bible. I just have to. It's the closest I can get to hugging God because I love God so much. I mean, I'm not the perfect believer, as we all know. But what I can tell you is that when Jesus is talking to his disciples, he isn't mad at them. He's not like, you guys are idiots. You're boy, stupid buttheads. Oy bay. You know, he's just not any of that. He's like, uh, you know. And he get it. I mean, he got it, right? Philip, he had his questions. Thomas, he had his. And what Jesus did, you guys, is he changed everything. And he came in a way that mankind didn't exist. And so I want to encourage you a couple of things here. Wait, let me keep reading this here. I got done hugging the Bible. Okay, wait, hold on. I continue. Verse 20. In that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I am you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and he will disclose myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what then has happened that you are going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And he will come to me and make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is mine, but the Father's, is not mine rather, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. 
but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You heard that I said to you, I will go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it comes to pass, you may believe. I will not speak much more with you for the ruler of the world is coming and he has nothing in me. But the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do arise. Let us go from here. <clears throat> Man, there's so much there. I, I can't even begin to take that apart. Except to say that <clears throat> this is what God's been showing me. If you are a follower of Christ then you should believe what he said. <laughs> I know, a novel idea, huh? It's like, what? Did she say, you know? <laughs> what our faith is, is real, right? Look, all other world faiths are written by man or made up by man. The word of God is living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword. It knows who you are, right? When Jesus came down in human form, he confounded mankind and freaked them out. I'm just saying that plainly, right? He messed with humanity. He really did. But he created humanity, so he has that right. He could do whatever he wants. There is a cosmic battle going on for the soul of every person that God made in his image, right? There is a devil. There is a God. They don't like each other, okay? When Jesus did what he did by coming to his people Israel and Israel rejected him, they basically opened the door for the gospel to go worldwide. Well, you know what, guys? That's kind of happened. There are still some unreached people groups out there. That's true. So I don't think that that, you know, we've seen the end of evangelism, not at all. But if you understand church history and you understand the Bible in the context it's written and you understand the role of Israel and the reestablishment of Israel in 1948, and then you understand this and what he was saying here in the context to these disciples, we live in very exciting times. This coronavirus is nothing. It's nothing, right? But here's, here's something, and, I, and, and this is going to make you uncomfortable, but, you know, Christian persecution is rampant worldwide, and there's nothing stopping it from being here in America, right? America seems to think that, like, you know, well, we're, we're immune from stuff, pun intended, <laughs> but we're not. We're, we're not immune. We're not immune from persecution. We're not immune from a virus, Right? As Christians, however, we have an opportunity to build ourselves up in our faith. And so here's what I want to end the show with and I want to encourage you in. Um, open up God's word and read it. 
And I don't mean just do your verse a day, okay? I know a lot of people do that, and that's fine. But that's like eating one piece of, you know, Cocoa Puffs with your Lucky Charms. I mean, it's just like, here, let's take a Lucky Charm and eat it. And a Cocoa Puff, because I love that, just so you know, it just popped in my head. It's just not enough. You need to eat more. You need to eat more word. You need to get it more into you and think about it. you got to immerse yourself in the word of God so that when you are dealing with stress and things like that, God's word's coming back to you. And why I love this so much is because Jesus got that his disciples were scared. They didn't know what was going on. They had no clue at this point that he was about ready to die on the cross for their sin and the sin of the world. They had no idea. They were like, what? Huh? I don't get this. What? What do you mean? Who are you? And, you know, Jesus is like, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't worry. You know, and then he's, he tells them, I'm going to send you a helper. Well, we have that helper. We have the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit residing in you. Right? And that is why so many of us in this situation right now are okay. Because we're like, oh, okay. So this is not, it's not that bad. But people in the world who do not know the Father and they don't know Christ, they are terrified. And so God has placed you and me here for such a time as this right now, just like Esther was placed where she was in her time to deliver the Jews. God has placed Christians where we are so that we can be out there and encourage people and lift them up in their faith, tell them that there is hope and that there God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? The spirit of the world is fear. All you got to do is turn on the media. That's what they will tell you. The Holy Spirit is what we have as believers. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. There's no fear in that, people. So we have awesome good news to share. Would you not agree? That is that is my my that is what God's been speaking to me this week. So here's the other thing. I want to encourage you. Go to Psalm 23. <clears throat> I know people like to read it at funerals, but, you know, honestly, (laughs) Psalm 23 is good every day because it begins with the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then if you just meditate on that, see, there's one thing between just reading God's word and and going, okay, yeah, I did my reading. But then there's God also told us to meditate on his word both day and night. So meditate on a verse, you know. Um, here in verse 27 of, of John 14, it says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Okay. Easier said than done, God. (laughs) Guarantee you, if you begin to memorize that, meditate on it and think about who said it and focus on who said it that fear is going to dissipate. And look, I'm talking to you as somebody who gets it. I understand. I totally understand fear and anxiety and I haven't, I'm not perfect in that area. But what I am telling you is that you cannot be fearful and having faith and walking in peace. If all you're doing is focusing on what the world's throwing at you. That's why you have to be in God's word. Just saying you have to be in God's word. And you got to let God's word richly dwell within you 
and then you'll have that peace that passes all understanding and guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Uh, Paul, YouTube, it's Bible news. It's youtube.com forward slash Bible news radio on YouTube. It's hasn't moved and we put the link in there for you. But anyway, um, so go read John chapter 14, read Psalm 23, read Psalm 121 just to start. And if you go into my daily disciples group in Facebook, I will be in there. I'm trying to go in there every day for a few minutes and share some encouragement from the word because it encourages me, to be honest, to be able to share from the word. Even if I'm just reading a word, you know, I'm just reading a psalm or something. It encourages me to help encourage you because that's what we really need. We need encouragement, not fear thrown at us all the time. So the good news, I think, honestly, is that hopefully whatever's happening here in America will bring the church back into a closer relationship with the Lord. And we've been praying for a revival for a long time. And what I'm going to tell you is that many people who've been praying for a revival probably didn't see it come this way. But we have an opportunity, you know. I actually was listening to Julie Roy's podcast a couple hours ago before my before the show. And um one of the things that she was saying is that for the first time in many years, because her and her whole family, they're, I think they're in Illinois, um, they're quarantining themselves together or whatever it is, social distancing, whatever the lingo is. Um, and she said that they did church together as a family and, and shared things. And she said it was more deep and more intimate than normal. Um, and anyway, long story short, it was a blessing. And I think that's what we all need. We need to become more real like the Velveteen Rabbit Psalm 91 is also great, J.D. Totally love Psalm 91. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Where's my water? Anyway, and and just be a Christian. And so, you know, here's the thing. Be encouraged by your faith. You have 66 books that you can be looking at that you can be posting, you can be writing and journaling about, meditating on. There's no shortage of the Word of God to look at. It's just that so few people look at it that we think that there's nothing in there. <coughs> this is allergies. Don't worry, people. Anyway, so I'm giving you some tips on what I look at, but you can go and look at what, you know, God wants you to look at. Um... Randall, do you have any other thoughts? Because <clears throat> you're the real Bible scholar in the family. I am. <clears throat> yes, you are. What's that? Hmm? I just wanted to have something on the wall behind me. It looks like a. I don't see it when I look there, but no. Maybe it's on the screen. Oh, it's on the screen. <laughs> like there's this sort of gray smudge. Gotcha. It was behind my head, but it's like on the screen. Wow, what happened to the wall? Do you have any other comments besides that? <laughs> <laughs> nice hair. Thank you. It's You're welcome. Head hair. Um, yeah, t totally. That um, you know, I think about uh, just various times that we see in scripture that people ran into, you know, or encountered. Didn't run into the encounter. Just various trials. Um. You know, James says to count it all joy when you encounter various trials. You know, knowing that the, uh, basically the testing of your faith, 
produces patience, etc. Go read James chapter 1. That there's, and the scripture tells us there's no temptation you know, that, that overtaking you that except is common to man. So you know, that is, uh, you think, well, they never had, you know, COVID-19 and whatever. But, you know, the temptation is to be. They've had a lot worse than this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Frogs, <laughs> locusts. You know, the, the, the. A ton of stuff. The temptation is to give up and be in despair and. That's nothing new under the sun. A lot of people have been tempted to despair and give up and worry. But it's... I'm hungry. Yeah. You know, whatever the challenge may be, it's a time to, you know, be bold. <laughs> I'm not going to end it now, but yeah. but just that, you know, to um, lean in. Lean into the Lord, people. Because um, that's... You know, our Lord told us, he said, you know, in this world you will have tribulation, but take, you know, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And, you know, Philippians chapter 4, read all that, you know, about you know, the things we should think about. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things we could report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, you know, you know, to meditate on those things. And then it tells us immediately after, you know, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. A lot of people forget that part. Part with thanksgiving, yeah. <laughs> Make your requests Being known to God. Yeah. Yeah. And then the peace of God, which surpasses understanding. That is, you can't, you can't um, articulate, well, I had this peace because blah, blah, blah. No, the peace that passes understanding will keep or guard your hearts and minds to Christ Jesus, that what what the Lord offers us through the Holy Spirit and through himself, yeah, you know, the Trinity, is that we can have peace in the storm. We can be like Jesus, you know, sleeping on the boat in the midst of the storm because our peace ought not to uh, depend upon our external circumstances. That's right. And that, you know what? That's that's a great point, Bareface. Yeah. Yo tengo gozo, 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 gozo en mi corazón. En mi corazón. En mi corazón. Yo tengo gozo, gozo. Yo tengo paz, 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 paz. We've got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart in case you don't know what he's singing in Spanish there. And I've got the, that's how I learned it. I didn't know it. Yeah. And I've got the peace, paz, la paz. I've got the peace, peace, peace down in my heart. Right. Porque Cristo es mi salvo, because Jesus is my Savior. Right. Yeah, I'm starting to feel tired now, people. So, <laughs> sorry, I yawned. I was trying not to do that, but whatever. All right, so that's it. I believe we'll be back tomorrow night, same time, 8 p.m. Central Time. And um, please, like I said before, you know, I shared my heart about Legal Shield and ID Shield and donating to our show. If you can do that now, it would be really good. Um, look, it's not just restaurants and other places that need the help. We all do. We all do. We all do. And Randall and I are, well, we're walking by faith, people. Yeah, we are. So <laughs> we're doing the work. But, you know, if you can spare a couple of nickels or whatever, then feel free to donate to us. And that would help us out a lot. Okay. All right. Be bold, people. Stand up and go forth with God because he loves you.